You're listening to Fight in Progress. With your hosts and stress coaches, founder of Under the Shield, Susan Simmons, and TomTheBomb.com. Fight in Progress grapples with the internal and external struggles in the daily lives of our men and women in law enforcement, the armed forces, and first responders. Tackling the tough topics and supporting those who support us. We hear you, and we're here for you. Welcome back to Under the Shield Presents Fight in Progress. Oh, you got it right. Susan, we're both back today. What's going on? I don't know. I, I'm telling you, I figure you're going to be going on vacation any day now. <laughs> and then you'll follow shortly thereafter, uh, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. You get a month, I get three days. That works out really well. Um, well, I I got COVID, so hopefully you don't follow in suit. I've told y'all I am too mean for it. It doesn't like me, which I'm okay with. I, I'm used to things and people not liking me, and that's okay. You can keep it on your side of the house. And... Well, I'm I'm definitely thankful that I didn't end up in the hospital. Exactly. It wasn't that bad. None of your family. Yeah. It did feel like I got hit by a freaking truck, though. Yeah, I was just here with laryngitis and yeah. sinus infection, and now that I've been exposed to black mold, you know, it'll probably take my voice again, but yeah. whatever. At least the black mold's <laughs> not in your house. True. True. <laughs> I just go over and visit it every day. <laughs> It's the little things in life that keep you happy, right? Yeah. yeah. The reason we're talking about this is my neighbor's house flooded. Yeah. And they live in Alaska, so I'm kind of the, uh, the caretaker there. And, yeah, and uh, it was quite a mess. It was quite a mess, and I was just glad you were here to know where to turn the water <laughs> off because I didn't have a clue. And the plumber did tell me yesterday that it that hadn't been going three days. That had been going a few weeks. Oh, really? Yeah, for that to have etched into well, the sheetrock. He didn't see how well, heavy that water was coming out, Yeah, though. just from the sheetrock alone. Yeah, I don't. They, I don't agree said. with him because I saw how much water was coming out of that force. So but, yeah, it was eh, a mess. Who knows? Yeah, it, quite it, a mess. It's going to be it's, a mess for some time to come. Yeah, it's only going to get worse as they do all the demos. Yep. So. so bless their hearts. <laughs> well, today anyway, we have an interesting guest you have brought in with you today. Yes, we have. He's well, interesting. Yes, character most definitely. I already got that pegged. Yeah. Yes. Um, it's going to be a good show, people. So our guest is his name is Mick, um, and he's one of those one we, name people, yeah, like Madonna. And, exactly. And he, <laughs> he only needs one name. Um, and Mick and I have known each other for I don't even know how long now. It's it's been quite some time. I've only known Tom about a year, and I feel like it's been at least fifty. <laughs> yeah. Probably fourteen years. Yeah, fourteen, fifteen years. Nicole, yeah, yeah. Yeah, whatever. Uh, she yeah, like, yeah, about about fifteen yeah, years. As long as as long as uh, the one on one has been working. So exactly, mm -hmm. yeah. Wow, and he can still walk and talk and no twitch to you even. Meg. <laughs> I'm telling you, you're you're kind of a rare specimen there. <laughs> yeah, see, my wife hired his wife where they worked at, and then we got to know each other. And, yeah, Christmas party. And then that was oh Lord help us all. That was pretty much it. The, then it. then it was like uh, it was he's a bromance my brother. From there. Yeah, it, exactly. I understand. You, you can't put that stuff in words. <laughs> like the you, love. No, so 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 like both funny and truth, genuinely, because this 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 is uh, one of the two men in my life. You know, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be forty here soon. God, they, you're just a baby. You're barely out of diapers. <laughs> Jeez. I appreciate that. <laughs> and 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 like it's it was an instant connection, genuinely. 
You know, just I can't. It's like cosmic. Were you in law? And you weren't even in law no, enforcement no, no. at the no, time. No. I'll tell you. Oh about Lord, it. Yeah, oh, I got he he wasn't even a citizen. Oh, that's yet, okay. At this time okay. when we first met, yeah. So Pretty tell us crazy. your background. This ought to be good. Yeah. Okay. So where are you from first? This... So so <laughs> I, I'm just gonna say Eastern Europe. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And uh, but not not the very eastern europe not not the putin's europe <laughs> you not were quite far, far east yeah, yeah. i wasn't that far east, east but i'm from 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 eastern europe and uh i immigrated to united states when i was 15 years old back in 98 wow yeah from a war-torn type community. yeah so if you remember the balkans were like riddled with the civil war for, no that nothing like that went on right, over there yeah so <laughs> so knowing keeping that in mind the entire time during this podcast because the mentality comes from that region <laughs> right so yeah but you have a great perspective of coming to this country versus what we're seeing well so much today too. yeah that's, exactly that's the other so part. i don't know if you'll probably remember it but like you told me a story one time that i thought was crazy um just because you know i'm an entitled american you know because i've been here forever right this is where i born and raised sure we take advantage but, of it like one of your last memories the last time you went to the grocery store do you remember the story you told me oh about the milk yeah yeah that stuck with me forever i mean <laughs> so um okay mom it wasn't uncommon you know we lived in a we lived in a like almost downtown area in a, in a skyscraper and Mom was like, hey, go to the grocery store and pick up a liter of milk. And they, they came in liters, right? And and during during the war, like, you know, the, the city I lived at was not impacted by bullets, but it was impacted economically, and, and it was the capital, and it was, like, in the center, right? Anyway, so long story short, you still felt the effects of war, especially because dad was gone and stuff like that. So my brother and I would help her out with groceries and whatnot. So I go to the grocery store, and now, mind you, um, People, people didn't have money. Mm-hmm. You know, every 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 cent was was valuable and kept. You know, sure. like, um, so she she gave me enough to grab milk and and, and a loaf of bread uh, for dinner. Mm-hmm. Uh, she needed milk to, for something. Who who cares? So I walk in the grocery store and, uh, you know, I'm well, what was it like thirteen then? Maybe maybe a little bit younger. You know, I'm I'm quick. I'm like I don't want to I don't want to be here all day. Right. I give back. <laughs> Let's eat this dinner and go do some fun stuff. So run up to the to the area and and it, the all milk was frozen, you know. Really? The, the, there was no fresh milk at the time, and and it came in these like plastic bags. They were like sealed, right? Um, so I grabbed. And I, I didn't pay attention, but it was the last thing mm-hmm. uh, sitting on the shelf, and I grabbed it and I grabbed a loaf of bread and freaking ran up to the counter. But as I'm running to the counter, there's a lady pushing um, stroller. Loaded with like sixteen kids. I mean, uh, it was no, she, all falling out. Yeah. She, she had, she had, she had two uh, like an infant and toddler, and then another like another couple of them like walking with them. And uh, I see her start crying all of a sudden in my peripheral. You know, I was like, "What the heck?" I was like, "Did they hit the kid? Like, what happened when I was running by? I was always a bigger kid, you know." Sure. Not fat, ripped, but <laughs> and he is, ladies and gentlemen. Just let me plug that in there. He's already and, showing me his guns a minute ago when and, I talked about him being a baby. Uh, and, I, and, and I turn around, I was like, "Man, is everything okay? Did I do something?" You know, mind you, where I come from, yeah, we were crazy and war torn country, but we we did have etiquette and, and you were and, polite and pol- You know, we were taught to respect, you know, sure, uh, our elders and and so on. Anyway, so so. 
she's like, there is no milk left on the shelf. Mm. Now, what that the equivalent, like to, to translate it into English, that means I can't feed my kids. Right. So I and I already just like I, the, the lady rang me up, whatever, you know, and and um, already paid for it. So I just gave her the, the milk that I had. Wow. And um, uh, got back home and through the through the bread in the kitchen and mom's doing her stuff. And she uh, she looks over. She's like, where's the milk? I was like, ah, they ran out. Where's the money? <laughs> Oops. <laughs> they got um, that part. Damn it. And I was like, at that time, I was afraid to tell her. Sure. Right? So I got my ass beat. And uh, years down, like, because she thought that I that I, that I I spent it on something, something that, I, that I wanted, you right. know? I had never lied to my parents. I didn't have to, sure. you know? But it was like years later when we were, little, you know, when we have since moved to the United States and then I told her what really happened. And she's like, honey, why didn't you tell me that? Mm-hmm. You know, and his I, mom's a wonderful lady. I love your mom to death. It was, you know, like I, I was. We I, should have had her on here with him. <laughs> like anything that she would make for my brother and I was not more important than for the lady to feed her kids. Sure. To me. Sure. You know, and, and it's just the two of you, you and your brother. Yeah. yeah. But see, that's the that's the heart. Absolutely. That this guy has. You Absolutely. Know? I mean, and and he may be a big ass badass cop, but he's got a heart of gold. You know? But, you know, in a situation like because I think the United States is going to start to see more and more and more of that kind of situation. But, like, for the shelves to be empty of milk like that, how long could it be before uh, there would be more? It could be a month. It really? could be sometimes, you know, falling days. Sometimes there's stints of, like, the food supply stuff. You just they never were knew. sort of, I mean, I wouldn't say, I see an inception of that happening right now. Yes. Um, it starts with inflation. Sure. Right. Um, and, uh, and then all of a sudden there is, uh, there is a gap in between people not having the money and then, and then, um, there's a bunch of supplies, but then slowly those supplies start disappearing, but they're not getting replenished. Yeah. Um, for various reasons. I mean, gosh, um, the entire world operates of working with each other during war. Nobody works with anybody, especially all the embargoes that they were experiencing and whatnot. We're not experiencing any embargoes over here, but our production is. is oh yeah. yeah. stuff. It, it's, it's not to mention with all these like freak accidents that are happening with like a chicken farm having to be like the entire um, farm needed to, all those chicken needed to be executed. Yeah. Right? yeah. What did you see about the cattle in Kansas? Yeah. Yeah. I'd never heard I, in my whole lifetime. Dude, I've never weird heard of that. It's happening right now. Yeah. And, and 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 the thing is though, it's it's almost like it's almost like deja vu for me. Sure, I bet it is. You know, and I'm trying to figure it out. I'm like, what are, what what is the what is the end goal? Right. And then I remember the midterm elections are coming up. Yes. <laughs> that maybe we can at least lock it down. That yeah. it can't get worse. Yeah, no but... kidding. No, it can get way worse. I'm... That's what, one thing that people don't get. No, I'm hoping that the midterms oh. it won't improve it necessarily, but I'm hoping it'll keep it from, from going get, yeah from going at crazy least, yeah. at least it'll be a lame duck administration at can't, that point can't pass anything if uh exactly if the right people are in the right positions that's it and yeah it's so, gonna be interesting yeah so you you get here to america mm-hmm. you're 15 years old where did y'all land where was where was home? well let me let me tell you the story before <laughs> before that happened oh boy so so um because i i i understand this is all 
based on, on, on the world of policing and law enforcement in, in our lives uh, and how diverse we are as people. Right. And they, we are normal people, essentially. Exactly. Right? So, um, uh, yeah, normal people ask to be to do a very difficult job. Let me point you a uh, let me paint you a picture of what a cop was back where I'm from. Right? Okay. So I'm 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 uh, in Europe. Soccer teams, you know, they're well. I happen to be wearing the wrong T-shirt Uh-oh. in a wrong neighborhood, right? So to, equivalent to Bloods and Crips over here, kind of like the Raiders here in Phoenix. <laughs> Yeah, anybody Somebody with a Raiders Raider shirt. Yeah, you kind of look at them funny. Yeah. So, so uh, I started getting chased by five gangsters, legitimately. Wow. Right. Now I was always an athlete. You know, I've uh, I've never got involved, even though we had boroughs in the in the city. You mm-hmm. know, I never got involved with any of the the stuff that some of my generation did, and you know, stealing cars and doing a bunch of crazy stuff. Sure. Um. And, uh, and they spotted me and they're, you know, the chase is on. Right. And, and I, what do they want? To beat my ass. Okay. So it's not like they're <laughs> trying to take something from you. No, it was just general like principles. I, like I never had anything like super fancy. Like if you had a pair of Nikes over there, they would live those off of you. Okay. They'll just take your shoes off. Or if you have a nice pair of jeans, they'll make you walk, walk home bare, like bare butt up. Like it's, it's like the, the people, the reason why gangs is, our form is because people uh, they, they're usually from from less affluential neighborhoods <laughs> and they want they want to have things that other people have and have paid for and they don't have the the, the means reason. to get it yeah, yeah. But they have just, the means they just don't have well, the yeah, intellect yeah, yeah, right? okay right. because right like, everybody you, has the means we were right. talking about this earlier like if, if 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 you're willing to to do what you're supposed to work hard and apply yourself everybody can you know anyway i digress yeah. so so um I, I end up running into a police officer and I'm like, and I'm, you know, I'm out of breath this time. Like I know where I'm going. I know the, the shortcuts and alleys and cuts and whatnot, you know, but I'm like, they're going to catch me. Right. Cause like I said, I was always a bigger dude. I was never a runner. Right. I was like short distance burst type of stuff, you know? Right. And, and these little like, uh, hyenas, if you would street like, rats. Yeah. They keep going, man. And, uh, and I, I tell, I'll tell the officer, I was like, sir, like, and he can see him like closing. I'm like, these dudes are chasing me because I'm wearing the Red Star um, soccer uh, team uh, jersey. I actually played water polo for Red Star. Mm. And that's why I had it. Mm-hmm. They just gave them to us. Anyways, um, and I'm like, they're, they're going to they're gonna smash me out. And he goes, well, I guess you better run faster. Oh, jeez. Right? And and I was like, I was expecting him to be like, hey, no worries. Either to like stop them and be like, scram or put me in a car, just take me home or whatever. Because I was exhausted. Sure. And uh, and mind you, this is like mile and a half I'm running. Jeez. Right? And, uh, and they caught up to me and beat the ever-loving crap out of me. Wow. Broke my nose um, completely, not the cartilage part, but the actual bone. I had to have a surgery. I had to go through my eyelid to yank the the bone pieces out to straighten me out. Um, smashed me up pretty bad. And was the officer there just watching, or no? This he, had, he he got he in his car and left. took off. Right. So I get home, all bloody, whatever. When they were done kicking me and whatnot, there's no way I could. And plus, I I've never I've never done any anything to learn any kind of fighting. 
mm-hmm. to defend myself either, right? So I got home and, and my father, um, you know, right away, ER, boom, surgery, whatnot. And then we had a conversation afterwards. I was like, like what, what's, like, I told the, the officer, you know, and, and that was when I learned about how corrupt the police was. Mm-hmm. Um, police was used as a tool where I come from to do racketeering for mafia. Okay. Mafia <laughs> was running the country, right? So they need muscle. And who better than the guys that are trained and have arms, right? Sure. right. So when the police officer is showing up to your convenience store or whatever, uh, he's not buying himself coffee. <laughs> He's there to collect money from you for protection purposes, right? Wow. He didn't have time to mess with the, you know, you get your some ass street kicked. thugs mm-hmm. beating up on a kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If anything, if he had time, he probably would have sat there and watched me. Jeez. I don't know that for a fact, but I assume. Sure. So, anyways, now fast forward a couple of years, um, we get lucky as a family to get visas to move to the United States. <laughs> Had that been kind of the plan for a long time? It takes, well, um, keep in mind, like, United States did not like where I'm from. Mm-hmm. You know, why? That's another thing that that's way political. Um, not to get into it right now, but they uh, they were very selective of, of who would be allowed to move. And reason being is what, what can you contribute Right. What, what do you bring to the table? Sure. Right? That has to be evaluated at first. Sure. Along with your background and whatnot. And that's a huge process. As you know, our federal government operates at a... Uh, Snail pace. It's, it's, it's slower <laughs> than that. Speed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, so it took some time. As a matter of fact, I, I remember the last interview we had with one of the people from the consulate, right? The, the embassy. And... Uh, he asked me, he's like, are you sure you want to come to the United States? And I looked at him, I was like, dude, are you from Mars? Like, <laughs> this has been going on for, I was like, absolutely. He's like, you know, you will have to work hard and you will you will not see your family for a long, long time. Extended family. Oh. We're like, also where I come from culturally, like our extended family, we have closer relationships. Sure. You know, yeah. like more interact on, on more regular basis and whatnot. Like us Southerners. People in the South are like that. Yeah, true. Because I've traveled the United States, absolutely. Mm. So, obviously, the answer was yes. And, and a week later, we were on a flight from uh, my city to London, England, on British Airways. <laughs> and that this was the first time that I've flown on an airplane ever. Oh wow! How long of a flight is that? Uh, it's about an eight nine hour flight. Okay. No, I'm sorry. No, no, no. I apologize. That was that was that was a shorter flight. That was a two to three hour flight and then we had to spend somewhat of a night and catch a red eye from london to chicago ah that's the long yeah that's the long one so that was the long one so the first one the british air was was like uh smaller aircraft boeing 737 but to me it was like the the greatest thing in the world (laughs) and uh, i felt i felt like oh my gosh we made it Like, I can't believe this. Then we got... Then He's we looking got, out the window for those little shits that chased yeah. him down. Then we got, See you fuckers later. Oh, there's a, there's a backstory to that. My, my uncle fond all those guys. Oh, good for him. <laughs> you know? So, anyways, so um, we uh, we hopped us. Bone 777, the 777, that was the brand new uh, 
uh, what are the, the wide body aircraft yeah. that Boeing came out with. And I'm telling you, this thing still smell like brand new. You remember buy a brand new car? Yeah. <laughs> it had that new plane smell. And 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 my like I'm envisioning like you know so so even though I lived in in Europe, we, we were still exposed to you know movies and stuff like that and shows. And, and Baywatch was one of the things. Oh, no. And I'm like, oh my god, I'm gonna show up at the beach. <laughs> I'm gonna rock them red shorts. Be on a jet ski. Dad's gonna buy a Mustang. You know, it's gonna be awesome, right? So, so, and this is January of '98, right? Okay. And uh, the climate-wise, where I'm from is very similar to Midwest, so including Chicago, right? So we live in Chicago and seeing snow, right? And then, uh, uh, I guess a distant family member uh, came over to get us from the airport, and we were gonna stay with them for until we get on our feet. Mm-hmm. So I expected a winter in Chicago, but I remember Chicago for movies and you're, you know, a Sears star, or I don't know what it's called now, but like you've seen this stuff, you know, getting flying into, into the city and stuff. And it's just like the adrenaline and the amount of like positive emotions <laughs> that were going through my mind sure. and my entire family really, but it was just, just overwhelming. Right. Mm. So we get down and not mind you, like, even though we spent, we're supposed to spend a night in London, right? But nobody's sleeping, right? And, and then you catch a red eye and you're, you're flying for like 14 hours or whatever. You're not sleeping at all. Like, you're just excited. Like, hey, man, <laughs> and I'm playing with those seats and stuff. Man. <laughs> Squirrel. <laughs> you know, like, like, how many times can I turn this light off and on? I know, I know. I, like, how, like, I knew they had these little Cokes. They were so cool, man. <laughs> he, I bet he drove the flight attendants oh, crazy. Yeah. I did, but I didn't realize it at the time. I thought that's just how it's supposed to this be. This is their job. Yeah. You're supposed to come and give that's me right. what I want. So, <laughs> so. But, but they're cool. I mean, you know, British people like polite uh, with arrogance, uh-huh. you know, and, 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 and but that, that, like, t- I know that today, but back then I was like, oh, they're so nice. <laughs> There's no sarcasm there. <laughs> and, um, and then uh, ended up uh, getting into a van with, uh, let's call him my uncle. Mm-hmm. And, and like, okay, it's going to be, it's going to be a little bit of a drive, right? Well, how, like, what's a little bit of a drive? Well, it's it's eight hours to my house, eight and a half. Two. Oh, wow. And I'm like, all right, cool, you know. So on the way, um, we stop. Uh, they're like, you guys hungry? And I'm like, we're all freaking starving, right? Where do you guys want to go eat? And we're like, McDonald's. And he looked at me like, oh. <laughs> I take it there wasn't McDonald's in Eastern Europe at that there time? Was. There, oh, was, there was. There were two. But, like, so so I'm, I'm telling you this little piece because it's it's important to distinguish. Like, in Europe... You go to McDonald's, you would take a date to a McDonald's, right? Okay. It's 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 genuinely done beautifully. And it's it's an American concept and and entire Europe, regardless of the eastern, western Europe, like they we influence a lot of people on right. this planet. Right. You know? Yes. So that that so uh, to me, like McDonald's was you know, I've been there maybe <laughs> once or twice with my dad when when it was like uh, something to celebrate or whatever, wow. you know? And, 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 and my uncle looks at us and like, no, man, no, we're not going to go to McDonald's. I was like, are you, I'm like, what? And I, I, and I was like, I get it. It's expensive. You know, he's like, no, it's not expensive. It's like rich Mac within and out. Exactly. I'm like, so why, why can't we go to McDonald's? Okay, fine. You want to go to McDonald's? All right. So we go to McDonald's and, and I'm ordering, I'm trying to order stuff that I remember was on the menu, but it was really catered to, to Europeans only. 
And the 16 year old kid is looking at me and he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. dude. <laughs> Just give me a Big Mac. Right. So, so I had a Big Mac. I was surprised the difference in, in, in quality and, and, you know, sure. I was like, oh, maybe because this is in the middle of nowhere. I don't know. Who knows? I was, conf but I still, it was the best, best Big Mac I've ever had. Cause you're I'm in America, America now, man. <laughs> Belly's full and stuff like that. Back in the van, get on the road and I fall asleep. But before I fell asleep, I remember like having like almost, you know, like a, like a bit of a daydream. I'm like, okay, I'm going to wake up and it's going to be beautiful, sunny. And, and it's going to be on the beach. It's going to be gorgeous. Right. What I didn't know, um, that we were driving to Columbus, Nebraska. <laughs> and I don't know if you ever heard of Columbus, Nebraska. I know everybody's heard of Columbus, Ohio, but Columbus, yeah. Nebraska is about, is a little, uh, tiny town, about 22,000 people still today. <laughs> and this is January. Is that what you said? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. And. I, you know, conversations between mom, dad, and the uncle are kind of waking me up and stuff like that. And, and, and as we're getting into this town and I open my eyes and it's white, <laughs> no Baywatch babes here. I like the door opens the cold air that hit my chest <laughs> till this day. I remember it. <laughs> And I step out, and the snow is up to my waist, legitimately. Oh, jeez. And you're thinking, like, what the, have we the done? The driveway is cleared. That's it. What have and we like, done? Where are we, man? <laughs> and it looked like a little house on a prairie just covered in snow. And I'm like, there's no... The neighbor is like freaking quarter mile away. Like, what is... I was like, where... What is going... I was like, this is my house. You're like, this is not America. <laughs> no. We went the wrong way. <laughs> no. No, no. The uncle was a uh, was an electrician, uh, had his own company, and he, he's done well for himself. And and I didn't understand that that people in the United States prefer to live further apart, right? Not have people <laughs> right up under you. Majority of our pop of our state, like the way we're like, spread out, spread, just everybody likes their room and stuff yeah. like that. Sure, but. From the movies and stuff, I'm thinking, I'm like, it's going to be buildings. It's going to be New York City, Los Angeles, yeah, exactly. yes. even Chicago. Absolutely. Leave me there. You know? <laughs> no. So uh, I came writing time during winter break, right? So it was it was time to enroll, enroll in school. And um, so they bring us, the, mom and uncle go with me to the high school to get me signed up, provide all the paper they need, this and that. Um, mind you, I don't speak a lick of English. Like I know, oh, I know. Thought about that. Yeah, I, I know uh, the the very very basics of hello, goodbye, my name is so. What what is your name? And oh, I would like to have seen that in McDonald's. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of a lot of sign <laughs> and pointing. So and Big Mac. I mean, that was yeah. So um, so they're they're signing me up for classes in high school, and I'm like what do you mean? Like signing me up for classes? High school is high school. Don't you tell me like which class I need to go to? What's happening? Anywho, <laughs> uh, the only class that I was able to comprehend right out of the gates was math. Hmm. However, uh, the math that was being taught to then ninth grade, the, the you know, freshman in, in high school, uh, was math that I've done in third grade elementary school. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty crazy, isn't it? Yeah, well, I'm not surprised. Though. We're a teacher would have equations up on the board and he would legitimately let me explain or after, after I picked up some English run the class. Wow. Right. I legitimately got dumber 
Over the dumbing the, down in America. The, yeah. the three yes. and a half years of my high school education. Like, I'm not even kidding you. In all subjects, or mm. science and math mainly? Uh, in all subjects, because, as you know, so let me tell you, let me tell you first before I tell you, finish about high school, but the way I learned English was um, we had a, we had bought a couple different dictionaries mm-hmm. uh, that would translate uh, Serbian to English and and in reverse it was a Serbian right so you have it side by side and when I got to sign up for classes they, they basically gave me a stack of books no uh, textbooks which that in alone was like whoa these are so nice hard <laughs> hard hard back hard, yeah hard back. like oh, what the heck this yeah. is so awesome then you know they, they they showed me where the first classroom was and I sat down and nothing was like carved into the desk and stuff <laughs> just gum under I'm, yeah. like, I'm like not even nothing it oh, was wow. like it was it was i was like this is this is like this has to be brand new stuff <laughs> like, it has to be then there's a computer room i'm like and every like and there's like i can't tell you how many stations with mac computers right that, that's what I, my major, i'm like wow dude like <laughs> this, this is america a, is this a private school like <laughs> I also expect so so in my head I'm like it's a private school I'm expecting I'm like are they gonna make me wear a uniform because I thought that was cool too I would never have to think oh, about geez. I would never have to think about what to wear but no it's a public 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 school I'm like this is crazy then science area of the of the campus like the giant aquarium filled with uh, fish and so, <laughs> and I'm like what just stunning you sure know? sure and uh, and uh, However, the material being thought, I realized really quickly that 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 there was there was just light years behind the rest of the world. <laughs> the way I learned English is basically I took all them textbooks they gave me, mm-hmm. and uh, mom went to Walmart or whatever and bought a bunch of just uh, paper, and uh, I translated chapter by chapter from English to Serbian, made sense of it, took my own notes on the side, um, throughout the first six months of my existence as a, uh, as a kid in United States. And then I kept watching shows and TVs. There's no subtitles and it's not dubbed. So I was picking up on, on Figure lingo out. and how to speak. Right. And really within six months, I spoke English the way I speak now. Wow. Um, just slightly smaller vocabulary. That's it. Uh-huh. And the, well, because <laughs> like, here's the deal, like the way I took it or we all of us did, I came to a small town, doesn't have an English as a second language option. Sure. You know, and, uh, and one thing that I, that I always strive for out of respect to the country Mm. is to, to, to mold myself to become a part of rather than an individual right? right? and be accepted and, and just move on. Right. And, um, and I just, I just felt like that, that was the appropriate thing to do. Just give it your best. And then you're thrown into a lion's den. It's like, dude, you're either going to freaking make it or you're not going to make it. And you're going to become a bum. Mm-hmm. And that was becoming <laughs> a bum was not an option. <laughs> My parents sacrificed way too much, you know, to, to gave up a lot to, to come. You know? And I they mean, didn't speak any English either. Mm. Well, like, and his dad was an engineer right. back home. Yep. His mom was a doctor back home. Yep. And then they come here and they don't get to practice that same discipline. No. Wow. That, that would be hard. So yeah. that, that was the, that was, that was the only bread maker for, for quite some time before mom was, uh, and, and mind you, like, so, so the, the way appropriate immigrant status went, mm-hmm. um, 
they give you a work permit. Mm-hmm. The government gives you a work permit. You can work, pay taxes, and then we'll think about giving you a green card, which will allow you to travel outside of the United States. So you first you have to put that, pass that step, right? Sure. Takes forever. During that process, you, you have FBI agents coming to your house for interviews. Wow. Reason being is because they want to they want to make sure that my old man is not like a sleeper cell that came over here to mess with Clinton at the time or sure. whatever, you know. Sure. I'm like, bro, what would we do? What would we be doing in Columbus, Nebraska? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, use your brain, man. Yeah, there's there's better places to we be. We would have at. at least gone to McLean, Virginia. <laughs> you know, I mean, like to go back on our federal federal law enforcement. It's like, I mean, come on, dude. Like, the suit looks great. <laughs> and then of course you know you, you have a you have a freaking dude coming over to interview us to to our household you're not leaving before you eat and have something to drink there you go mom would like what <laughs> no yeah and if you finish the plate mom wants to give you more yeah, i bet yeah and the dude thought he was hilarious you know and and then he ended up being a wonderful human being really so he had to do his check check boxes sure. and whatnot so Fast forward, um, how do I, how do I... Now, be- are you playing sports in yeah, high school? Yeah, so I was going to tell you that. So, so to fast forward, you know, how do I become American more, right? Well, you play football. And that's not soccer. <laughs> that's not soccer, no. You play football. <laughs> and, and again, I knew what football was, uh, like, from 30,000 mile, uh, 30,000 above ground level uh, view. First it, view, yeah. like... Mm-hmm. You just go and you hit people, and I'm like, and, and I'll be really good at that. <laughs> and but no, because you are a knuckle dragger. <laughs> I, I did realize that football is the most intelligent sport on the planet ever invented. Genuinely, <laughs> I, I might I might debate that with you a little bit, but go ahead. <laughs> and I'll, I'll tell you the reason why. I have never seen um, like the amount of plays and code words needed Trade. to be used by by each individual on Trade. the field. And, and to understand and communication that goes between the sideline and, and, and the people on the field. That's true. And, 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 and it, the, it, the complexity is just like, I'm, I'm amazing. Right. But I didn't know that. Right. So what did I play? They put me on like a, you're a big dude. You're going to be on offense. You're going to do center and you're going to be on defense. You're going to be defensive, defensive lineman, uh, or defensive end. So. Is this where I should be saying roll Todd? Well, he's not a roll tide. <laughs> mm. <laughs> most, most, uh, most respectful to Saban, but just so you know, he's from his family's roots are coming from where I'm from. Yes, so. I, I, knew, I didn't know he's from up that part of the world. So, um, that was that was uh, that was a huge plus for me because I started smashing people and uh, and got noticed like really quick and 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 um, kind of became more accepted mm-hmm. overnight almost once the football season started, right? And then, so, so I came in as a freshman, the, uh, the football season kicked off the following year, right? Uh, in a weird time, right? And then, so, so, so <coughs> the season kicked in, uh, like this, uh, there was training during summer, like a camp, whatever that I was invited to, just, just because of my size, sure. that's it. And then, uh, and then, uh, started playing as a sophomore in the varsity team, <laughs> but at first, the coaches wanted to lose their minds because I was everywhere. <laughs> like, like, kind of like on Blindside. Hundred <laughs> percent, like Just hitting whatever. I was laughing so hard when I was watching that movie because, legitimately, like my whole thing is like, 
I didn't understand the concept right in the beginning of like having your responsibility being kind of being held accountable for your job based on those plays that they just were. go hit everybody. I just, everybody. I just wanted to hit everybody in front of me and get get to the guy wearing a wearing a like number one jersey, right? Like QB. If, if if I'm on defense, I'm on offense. I'm like I'm gonna like I'm clear a path on through. No, dude, you, it's a pass play. <laughs> but you you didn't, didn't care. You were opening it up anyway. So, so, um, but it took five minutes. I mean, like I said, it was, it was just, it was just beautiful to become part of that. Right. Sure. And then, um, kept playing football and I did track, I did discus and shot put and, uh, I was okay. I had my good moments, but I've never thrown a freaking thing in my life, you know? So I'm <laughs> like, oh, it's just something to do. Stay active. Right. Uh, back, uh, in the old country, I played water polo. That was my sport. And if I didn't have much of that, I wouldn't think in Columbus, Nebraska. Yeah. No, no. So there was swimming. Uh-huh. And again, I'm not a long distance runner, but I'm not, I'm not a long distance swimmer either. I was, I was a really good sprinter, mm-hmm. you know, but it just, it just didn't, didn't appeal to me. So I did it like maybe a year of swimming. I was like, this is, <laughs> I like contact. Yeah. Anyways. So graduate, um, high school and I, uh, I really wanted to go to the military. So I started eyeballing the Marine Corps and uh, I believe Army as well. Now, at this point, you have, as a kid coming out of high school, you don't have a green card to work. No. Parents do. So what do you have? What What just, do you just consider? Just a work permit. Okay. Just a work permit. And, so- and you could go in the military with that. Uh, oh, you don't even have to anything to go to the military, believe it or not. <laughs> really? That, that I didn't know. That would have been my. That would have been the quickest way for me to get my citizenship. I would have been. I would have been once I passed the tr- the basic and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, more than likely, I would have been deployed post deployment. Whatever. Um, the process would have been completed mm. quite, quite quicker. But anyways, um. So, oh yeah, and I also worked when I was in. I worked at the airport where my father worked. As a as a line crew member, I was fueling airplanes, doing you know, and th- so during that time is when I first started flying. Yeah, so because of his father's contacts, a a guy owns a plane and is like willing to teach him how to fly. He's like he's like you want to go for a flight? Is the can't. pope is the pope Catholic? <laughs> so so we load up in a little Cessna one one fifty two like I'm like is this thing gonna be able to take off with both of us inside here? Like, Anyway, so we took off and we're flying and he's, you know, talking to me about what he's doing and stuff. I'm just intrigued as a kid. I was 16, you know. And sure. I, and he's like, we land. And he goes, you want to be a pilot? I was like, yes, absolutely. <laughs> like, what kid doesn't want to fly airplanes? <laughs> yeah. He was like, cool. Um, takes me over to a different hangar, introduces me to a flight instructor. He goes, you start tomorrow. <laughs> wow. So, and the flight lesson was $23.50 for a full tank of gas, aircraft, and a flight instructor per hour. Yeah. yeah. Try that today. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> wow. $23. I, I remember I remember gasoline being 78 cents a gallon. So. Those uh, are the good old days. Oh, I know. So I played sports. I started uh, learning how to fly. And Thought he was a crop duster at one point. Yeah. <laughs> now that's crazy stuff. Yeah, I, I was trying to impress this one girl that was on a golf team. 
So I got my I got my solo license, right? Yeah. I can't take anybody with me, but I can fly by myself. So I showed up in a pool God, and stuff like that. Buses my... are on the golf course. Not not once, but multiple times, right? And then uh, of course over a cornfield. No, no, no. So check it out, check it out. So the it was so after that, like she legitimately, she's like, I saw your face, man. <laughs> That's how low to the was ground she was. impressed or horrified? She was impressed. Okay, <laughs> I, just I, checking. I freaking won that one at the end. So, <laughs> however, but then I'm like, you know what? I still have some time. I got I got about a half a tank left in the plane. I'm like, I'm gonna go buzz over to this grass airfield that belonged to a family friend, and um, and 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 see if he spots me too, right? But but that's not enough. I'm gonna fly over his land, which which was a corn cornfield and i'm literally i'm flying uh about six feet off the ground going oh about 125 knots oh jeez mm, which is significantly fast for a cessna 150 yes mm, what i'm not realizing the wheels the, they're not retractable <laughs> wheels or anything like that but i'm like i'm smacking the freaking corn stalk <laughs> with my wheels right and and it's all cool whatever i land and it was, it was this was during summer summer break and I land or whatever. I tuck the airplane back in because I had access to all that stuff. All this corn's hanging off the no, land. No, I didn't know. I didn't notice it. That's the funny part. I didn't notice it because I was like so freaking pumped. I was gonna go meet up with the girl that I just buzzed and say, "What would you think?" You know, it's cool. <laughs> and uh, and I get home. I get home and I'm sitting on the couch and I'm literally I'm watching MTV. I remember when back when they used to play music videos. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, and my dad like and it's like two thirty in the afternoon. My dad works till five. Uh oh. And he storms in the door and I see like I see this bear just angry, like like eyes red. I was like, what's up, dad? And then all of a sudden I feel my entire body just be elevated <laughs> off the ground against the wall. And he's like, what the heck did you do? And I'm like, nothing, man. I'm just sitting here watching TV. I was like, I thought that he like I have no idea. And he's like, get in the car right now. So he packs me. He's not telling me anything. He's oh, jeez. Mad. <laughs> so drives me to the airport. And I'm like, oh, shoot. What now? Did I break something on the airplane? I'm, I'm like trying to run. I'm like, nothing got broke. Everything was fine. So he takes me to the to his boss, who, who was the guy who introduced me to flying first. And he's sitting there and he's like, what'd you do? I'm like, I, I just took it out to a for a flight i fueled it back up i clean you know wiped off the bugs of the like and tucked it back like i didn't do, like, come here come with me he comes over and he walks me over to the hangar where the airplane's at and he's like go look at the wheels going back to there's freaking corn corn tassels <laughs> stuck in between the wheel and the brakes like multiple right because he didn't have the he didn't have the cowling to cover them so i'm like oh he's like you're grounded Oh, and when they tell you grounded to a, to a pilot, that means you're not allowed to fly. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> How long? He goes, that's to be determined. <laughs> oh, I'm like, okay, now you have to go to the to the to the uh, tower and talk to Jerry Schultz. And Jerry Schultz was a uh, uh, FAA uh, <laughs> guy over there. Again, well, everybody knows everybody over there. A friend, and he's like, he goes, don't worry, I got you. <laughs> 
You're um, just a kid being a kid. Like I just, but don't do stupid stuff like that again, please, <laughs> man. You know, because the corn, like there's multiple times when a crop dusters will get sucked into the corn, you know, because it breaks the it breaks the uh, the flow of air over the wings and whatnot, and then what ends up happening, you end up stalling out, mm -hmm. and you'll be dead, right? And it just looked genuinely nice to me, but I'm like, I mean, I'm terrified. Sure. Right? And um, and I assume you had to clean all oh. that corn stuff out of those wheels. <laughs> Gosh, did I clean? I had to clean not just that, but I had to clean every other airplane that was over there. <laughs> yes, you, you know, and uh, with and, a toothbrush. <laughs> oh my gosh, wax and wash wax. Oh, it was just grueling, man. But but the grounding only lasted a couple of weeks. Did it? You know, I mean, I had a bunch of guys that would fly in corporate over there and stuff like that, sit me down. They all liked me as a guy, you know, and and they just basically just gave me a heart to heart, like hey, we, we we you know you're a good pilot. We want you to be a live pilot. Yeah. You know? Like they hadn't done stupid <laughs> yeah, stuff. Right. Come on now. Of course, everybody has. And, you know, so they coined me like, a, uh, they called me Maverick for, for a while. Thought it was kind of cute and stuff like that. And, and whatever. But it was cool. So. Do I, you still fly? I, no. No, I, I didn't. Darn, I was fixing to fire Tom and really uh, hire yeah. you now. I did not. I did not. Um, well, so high school gets, gets done. I want to go to military. I tell my parents. Um, and my mom loses it. She's like, you know, I, I, we, we, we came here to give you and your brother a better life and pull you away from, from the war. And what you're trying to do is to go back in the war. Mm. I broke her heart and it like really, really devastated her. And, sure. and, um, and I, I made a decision to see what college options I have instead. Well, being a pilot or almost a pilot. I was like, I, I'm going to go be, I can't, I know I can't be a cop. So much for that. Because I, I, I don't have, I don't have a citizenship, right? I don't even have a green card at the time. Mm, but I have to continue my education. <laughs> I didn't want, I didn't want to go into the workforce because I, I felt like I, I mean, I'm, it's, in, I was incomplete, right? And, um, and it was sort of kind of, that was what was expected of me from my parents. Mm-hmm. So I looked at some options and whatnot and a couple of universities. Well, University of Nebraska at the time was way too expensive for us. You know, even if I worked full time, I wouldn't have been able to afford it and whatnot. And um, um, because of the status that I had, I wasn't allowed to take student loans. Oh, of course. So um, but somehow I figure out some mathematics, whatever. There was a Spartan School of Aeronautics in, in uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma. And it's a two-year program, and you get your associate's degree in business with emphasis on aviation, and uh, you get all your pilot certificates. Wow. Right. Now, this is this is pre-9-11. Mm -hmm. So I graduated, uh, what, uh, summer or whatever it is of uh, uh, 2011. And, uh, and, again, paying $23.50 for an hour, right? to fly and Spartan was maybe like 40% more expensive due to the fact that you're getting a, I guess, associate's degree as well as a, like top level instructorship. Now Spartan School of Aeronautics, I don't know if you're familiar you know, uh, with Embry-Riddle. Oh yeah, I was gonna say, I assume yeah. it's like Embry-Riddle in exactly. Florida so, and so over in Prescott. Yes, so it's, it's same level, right? And whoever uh, takes the civilian route to get to the commercial pilot spot, and, and goes to those schools is always been buttoned down. I mean, and that was like the full, like from 
you, you get a, like they had a perfect program. Like we provide you with housing, we provide you with education. Um, you got to figure out food and transport yourself. But, but there's a set schedule and, and there's a certain level of like, um, there was a certain level of discipline that, that reminded me actually of police department when I think about it, because you have to wear a uniform mm-hmm. to class and, and outside. And then whenever you flew, like, and, and that, that consisted of a tie, your rank, you know, and, uh, and but I always thought those like Embry-Riddle, I thought was supposed to be real expensive. Well, so September 11th happens. I was supposed to have a flight at 630 in the morning. And it was supposed to be like one of the solo flights long distance. I was supposed to go to a different town or something like that on my own and log those hours as a part of the lesson. And, uh, I'm getting woken up by my buddy, Shane, my roommate. Um, he's like Mickey. That's what he called me. Mickey, wake up. I was like, Shane, I got 30 minutes. Like F off. You know? <laughs> no dude, get up. <coughs> I got up. Uh, uh, this is one, another one of those things I'll never forget. Puts me in front of TV and I and I see the second airplane going into the World Trade Center. And I thought he was playing a movie for me. But Shane was Shane was a cool dude from Texas, mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, he he I don't think he ever slept. Like dude had energy for days. <laughs> and I thought he like he ran into some. He's like, no, this is real. He goes, we're being attacked. I was like, by whom? You don't know anything at the time. Yep. And I'm like, shoot, business as usual. You know, I you know. There was no, the, the, the information wasn't shared as quickly as it is today, right? Right. So some news broadcast, oh, it's terrorist attack, whatever, and they flew into a World Trade Center. And I'm thinking like, okay, this is going to suck. But I didn't, I didn't realize the magnitude of it at the time. I'm like, I have to get to the airport because I have a flight at 630 I have to take. Right. I get to the airport and like all lockdown, like all feds, CD, <laughs> like everybody, right? And what did I do? Like, oh, who, who are you? What are you what, what's your name? Come here in the room. Bet. And I'm like, what's up? And, uh, you know, a little bit of questioning. I'm like, what, who, what, you know? I'm like, Serbian, bro. Not Syrian. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. It kind of looks the same, but Um, there are a few letters that are different. I slipped. But anyways, um, anywho, I'm like, I'm, I'm Christian. Like Orthodox Christian, you know, like what? What is it? What do you not understand? Like w- my understanding is this was done by Muslim fundamentalists. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, like I believe in Jesus Christ. Like, you know, and um, I had a freaking chain with a cross on, and, and then it, ch- you know, chilled out. And they had to do their jobs. Sure, everybody was freaked out, including myself. And I was like thinking, like, oh my gosh, are we gonna have a war here now? Right. Like, what's up? Because I mean, my like ninety eight to two thousand. One. One, yeah, not 2001, not that many years. Right. You know? Anywho, um, I did not take a flight that day. And as a matter of fact, it was locked down for, for I think, maybe a week, maybe two weeks. Yeah. But uh, when we come, we came back, the, it went from, like, let's say $55 an hour to $125 an yeah. hour. And um, I completed my... my um, I completed my pilot's license. I got my uh, first level where I can take people and whatnot. And I started, I, I was working on my instrument and commercial rating simultaneously. Mm-hmm. And I never completed that because I couldn't afford it anymore. Wow. So, um, and being away from all my family, like Oklahoma to, to where, where I lived, um, to Nebraska, I mean, was, 
was a six six to eight hour drive you know and it's like came a point where where i had to make a decision am i gonna buy food or am i gonna buy gas mm -hmm. kind of where we are today <laughs> yeah and uh and um i i couldn't sustain it so talked to my parents and dad goes why don't you come home i'm like well because i feel like a failure and i was like no you're not it's it's understandable. So I know I ended up, he come, came out, picked, packed me up, and went back to Nebraska. But, but this time, they have moved from Columbus to Omaha. Gone to the big city now. Yeah. Right? The bigger city. You know, he got a different different job, and my mom got a job and stuff like that. And uh, Well, University of Nebraska is structured in such a way that they have a branch in Lincoln, which is the main branch, and then they, they focus on certain studies. Omaha is the same. Mm -hmm. uh, but just different studies and then they have one in Carney, nebraska so it's all one one uh thing but spread out right? yeah one university mm -hmm. just three different mm -hmm. locations and uh, um through uh, through my dad's work at the airport he's met a bunch of people and everybody loves that guy and uh one of them was uh was uh head of their business with emphasis in the aviation program at University of Nebraska that I didn't even know existed. Wow. But uh, Dr. Bowen, I'll never forget this dude, super nice guy. And uh, he goes, don't worry, um, we have scholarships. We have scholarships. And he looked at my GPA, looked at my like where I was, and he was able to uh, take all the credits that I've had already accrued over a year and a half, year, year and a half that I was in Oklahoma and translate him to university of nebraska and then then uh, he i earned i guess i earned some grants and stuff like that and with my work i was able to afford going back to college but this was cooler because i'm going to a super accredited university now mm -hmm. that's recognized you know across the entire country and i was actually more excited so i finished my like i you know d done that program and I, and I got my degree in in uh business with emphasis in aviation but i stopped flying because the flying was so, so expensive, too damn expensive yeah. and it kept increasing sure right so um nonetheless and then i then i started you know as you growing up as a kid and i'm like i still have that itch of like i want to be a cop i want to be a cop yeah. did you want to when you were back in i i uh, so i i didn't tell you this story so when we first moved to to columbus uh, the first people that came over to say hello to us mm -hmm. were police officers with the, like a welcome basket. And, stuff. <laughs> and you're thinking, what's the you're like, yeah. And all you know is, exactly you know, the corrupt, okay. yeah, the corrupt Cause, people cause that you knew back home. And that was that was the thing. Like, I'm like, what, like, what do you guys want me to work? <laughs> and, and by work, I mean, like, do dirty. Be a snitch. Stuff, you, know, do, you know, it was weird. They were so buttoned down like just a group of gentlemen that came in and and i was stunned sure you know and and i was like oh my god this is so different so prior to moving to america you never had any thoughts of being a cop oh uh, no okay no that that was the that was the that, that was dirty yeah <laughs> you know it's just that's that's not a, that's that's not how i was raised you know like they're criminals sure I don't know what it is like today. I, I assume it's similar, but not as obvious. Right. But, um, but then I always had it in the back of my mind. I was like, 
mom didn't want to let me go to the military, but why did I become a cop? <laughs> <laughs> it's close. They wear a uniform. <laughs> mm. A little paramilitaristic training. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. You know, I, I'm never going to equate our training to what the guys to go to, to military branches go through. Right. Mine is the Coast Guard. Those guys are. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to all your Coast Guard. <laughs> At least you didn't say Air Force. <laughs> those, guys are, those guys are cute. <laughs> Anyways. Um, so, but I'm like, no citizenship. Well, anyways, the green card comes in somewhere in between there. I finished college and just to speed it up basically. And I'm like, okay, now what? Well, I gotta, I gotta get myself plugged into, to the world. Right. I gotta Mm -hmm. start making a career. Sure. I can't, I can't like, I can't hit a pause button. Gotta keep growing this brain. Right. So I, um, uh, my folks, my dad again, so he kind of spearheaded our voyage out, <laughs> out west, and he got a job at, at uh, Deer Valley uh, over uh, here. North of Phoenix, and yeah. They, and he, he came out first when he got his job, and he was there for a year. My mom and brother followed, mm-hmm. and I stayed back to finish college, which was another year, six months to a year. I finished college, and and I'm like, okay, now it's time to apply for jobs, business degree, management with emphasis in aviation. I'm still very attracted to aviation. And I, I understand the business from, from young age, uh, but I want to still, I want to be close to my family. I mean, I, there's only four of us over here. And, and, um, and uh, I applied at U.S. Airways. It was America West yep. just, just merged with U.S. Airways. Yep. And uh, I applied at, uh, at uh, United, which was based out of Chicago. Mm-hmm. And I didn't bother with, uh, with Northwest or anything like that. And um, U.S. Airways, again, dad known, like, you know, networking with people. He's not networking for the sake of networking. He's literally just, like, loves people and wants to meet right. people. Yeah. Sure. Everybody. yeah. Sure. You know, everybody so, knows him. He knows everybody. And he's like, oh, my son, you know, just graduated this and that. And, well, who is he talking to? He's talking to some executive over at U.S. Airways, right? And so I, I ended up getting a job with U.S. Airways, <laughs> like, instantaneously. And I was in a customer relations department, <laughs> which is basically, like, where all the complaints, and that's how they collect their data, and that's how they make their business decisions, basically. They collect the data and massage it. Yep. Analysts work that stuff, and then um make appropriate changes to keep the dollar in the you know coming rolling in yeah yep but yet still not pissing off the world right well and u.s airways was going through a bankruptcy at that time also i was dating one of their captains and that was a that was an interesting time for u.s air and the merger and so oh 100 percent and then it's like seniority yes you know that's everything (laughs) so anyways uh you know fast forward i'm like okay I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be a business analyst at, at, at a beautiful company, you know, that's that's still you know trying to figure out what its identity <laughs> is, and I think it was it was a perfect timing for for a young, mm-hmm. just recently college graduated kid to get into that environment because you get exposed to a lot of different things. Headquarters is right here in Tempe, and right, and I'm close to mom and dad, and whatnot, yep. you know, and and my brother, and and you know, I start progressing pretty quickly. Um, with 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 uh, the department, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, a year goes by, I become a senior analyst. Well, now I have like several different people that are below me, and then I'm the lead on certain projects and whatnot. And then uh, all of a sudden, as time is moving, um, the 
it was an economic crisis again or something like that. What what has happened was Southwest was the only uh, smart company that yes. that was able to hedge fuel. hedge fuel. Yeah. And 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 the cost of operating became too high for other companies, including US Air was at the time, and and they're like, well, how do we make a chicken sandwich out of chicken shit? Yep. And so I am. And I apologize to everybody. One of the responsible people for implementing baggage fees. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, thanks. This is all your fault. So really what was happening, a lot of conversations and different <coughs> options were brought to the table. And it was like, you know, beverage fees, baggage fees, this and that. Like how, how else do, like they, they want, they wanted to operate as a low, low cost carrier, like Southwest, because that's what was preferred yeah. travel method for everybody. And then, and then I, I noticed, I noticed like just the quality overall and the whole glamour behind being with the narrow line just declining rapidly and, and and that even more galvanized the fact that i didn't want to be a pilot anymore and I, like i can maybe afford it now but i, I don't want to freaking i don't want to deal with that stuff you know, it's like you're a glorified bus driver now